It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's a Monday, so we rinse and repeat. Start the whole thing all over again. Hey, everybody. This is Glenn Woods. So, big news in the political front. If you haven't been watching or listening to the news, this one's really going to floor you, but it ain't over till it's over. Today's show is sponsored by Universal Socks. They'll fit either foot. No more days of wearing two left socks. So, Donald Trump is in the race Nikki Haley's in the race that's it yeah Ron DeSantis of Florida dropped out so that means there's just two left hang on trigger warning warning this show contains reference to guns liberty limited government low taxation the cult of climate change free thinking cigar smoking short people rubber chickens Karen's bureaucracy liberal buzzwords tour runs traffic toilet terrible jokes and more no apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Yeah, I got here this morning. I had to double check it. So uh, there was... Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley. And there's only been, so far, just a couple of votes out there. We really haven't done a whole lot yet. We're just getting started in this whole primary thing. And all sorts of people are dropping out. And then DeSantis does. And it was mainly because he was so far behind, polling-wise. I mean, way in the back of the pack. So he looked at this as, I have no chance of catching up. And he didn't want to waste the money of the people who've been supporting him all of this time. So Ron DeSantis drops out and endorses Trump. Now, in the case of Nikki Haley, he described her as someone who's basically status quo. If you like the Washington, D.C., same old, same old status quo, you vote for Nikki Haley. She might be a conservative Republican, and she is, but she's very much establishment conservative Republican, according to Ron DeSantis. So that's why he endorsed Donald Trump. Now, as for Nikki Haley, she's pleased. She said it was always just a two-person race was her reaction to it. Just two people left, she said. Now, Trump, as he's trying to have it both ways in this one. On the one hand, he says Nikki should stay in the race so people have a choice. It would be good if she stayed in the race. On the other hand, you know, she should drop out because she's not going to win this, obviously. He's trying to actually have it both ways on this one. And he had some nice thing to say about DeSantis on the way, which is typical with Trump, did, especially because DeSantis gave Trump an endorsement. So now Trump's going to be nice to him. The name calling is over. As far as he's concerned, now all of a sudden, you know, DeSantis is a really good guy because he endorsed Trump. So, all right, DeSantis out through his support behind Trump. Nikki Haley hanging in there or way behind, though. I mean, way behind. Meantime, Trump supporters. Trump, 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 Trump. 
mean, that's what you're going to be hearing from now on. But I just want to toss it out there and remind everybody. I know I said this earlier. It ain't over till it's over. Just remember that. Nothing's ever over till it's over. A lot can happen between... I know, all sorts of people have their hopes up. And I get it. If you're a Trump supporter, you have your hopes up. And I really get that you do. I understand. Politics, and for that matter, the planet Earth and the human race, just too weird. You never know what's going to happen until it's done. So when I see Trump accepting the nomination from the Republican Party, then I'll say, yes, he has the nomination. Then he can go try running for president, but it's not, he's not the nominee until he raises his hand and, you know, accepts and whatever the hell they do, accept the nominations. Okay, here's just some of the story that I have here. Former Governor Ron DeSantis, one of two remaining challengers for former President Donald Trump, dropped out of the presidential race Sunday before the New Hampshire primary. In a video he released, which I did watch the video, it's about five minutes long. And he says, success is not final, failure is not fatal. And he goes on, well, you know, of course he had a good speechwriter for the whole thing. Took him a bit to get to the point. When he started the video, I'm watching this going, why am I listening to you, DeSantis? Finally, he says, "Um, and and you know, politicians never drop out of the race. They never drop out of the race. He suspends his candidacy, right? In the video, DeSantis, the story says, said that after his second place finish in Iowa, he finished ahead of Haley, but far behind Trump. He and his family, well, they thought about it, prayed, deliberated, and that's when they decided to make the call. And then seconds later, formally endorsed Donald Trump. Now, as far as Nikki Haley is concerned, let's see, I like this headline. And then there were two. The 2024 Republican presidential primary down to Donald Trump and former appointee for U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, which, by the way, I thought she did an incredible job as ambassador. Uh, let's see. Uh, both Trump and DeSantis heavily criticized Nikki Haley on Sunday. So, of course, they have to go after her, right? Nikki Haley is the candidate. This is what DeSantis said. Nikki Haley is the candidate of the globalists and Democrats who will do everything to stop the America First movement. So that's why out of the two, DeSantis decided to go with Trump. Nikki does have baggage. She just hasn't faced the onslaught of years of media attacks, said Donald Trump. Okay, so I guess we'll find out. I wonder, you have to tell me because I haven't really paid attention to this. Does Donald Trump have a evil nickname for Nikki Haley? He does for everybody. Anytime someone is in opposition, he has to make up a name for them. So has he made up one yet for Nikki Haley? Uh, If he has, I hadn't heard it. Now, to me, I was actually a little surprised to hear this because at the beginning of this whole thing, I mean, even before all the candidates started stepping up and officially announcing they were going to run, I figured DeSantis would step in, and I thought, well, he ought to do pretty good. I mean, he's fought hard in Florida and has done a lot of good against the Democrats in Florida. I, I really like the way he's stood his ground and fought and won for causes that I believe in. You know, and I know a lot of you do as well. So why didn't he do well at all? Did, was he just running a lousy campaign? Why, why did he not do well at all? I mean, at times he was way in the back of the pack, and I wonder, where are his numbers does he not have a good campaign strategist? What's the what's the problem here? 
Because you look at his record and his resume, he's really done a great job. So why wasn't he much closer than he was during all of this? And now he's dropping out, having been so far. Okay, I just didn't. That was one of those that I was scratching my head wondering why. Well, there's some other candidates who stepped in at the beginning of this who all, we all knew weren't going to go anywhere and dropped out. They were relatively unknown anyway, but Ron DeSantis is not. So, okay. A lot of criticism on the right of Nikki Haley as more of an establishment type. This is where I said she was a really good governor of South Carolina, and she was really good as ambassador to the U.N. I like the way she handled she handled the U.N., I mean, she really handled the U.N., stood her ground. Even got us out of, was it the Human Rights Council, things like that, just said, we're done, we're out. Even helped suspend money going to the U.N. That wasn't just Trump, that was Nikki Haley's. We're just not going to pay for this, we're not. I was really impressed with her as an ambassador to the United Nations and wouldn't mind you know, her being there as well. I look at this as possibly, if, if this continues to play out the way it is, we end up with a Trump-Haley ticket. Perhaps. Again, nothing is ever settled. We have to wait and see. There's absolutely nothing settled until it's finally done. When you hear Donald Trump accepting the nomination, then you know he has the nomination. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 622 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So Trump fans are enjoying this morning. want to have a good time just tune into msnbc or cnn and watch the meltdown i just gonna be hysterical okay so getting some help here let's see big wave morning big wave trump calls nikki h nimbra nimbra is that m-n-i-m-b-r-a nimbra making fun of her birth name okay uh jim says nookie nikki is that what he called? I have no idea. I just figured he had to have a nickname for her, just never knew what it was. Now, DeSantis, that's no longer, according to Trump, DeSantis is no longer the name he's going to use. Or, I'm sorry, what was the uh, nickname here? I think it was, uh, oh, um, DeSanctimonious, that was it. Yeah, he was not saying DeSantis, he was saying DeSanctimonious. Trump has officially suspended that name. Because DeSantis has now endorsed Trump, so no more bad names anymore, right? All right, now one of the stories I have in front of me is titled, Can Someone Tell Nikki Haley It's Over? Well, now here's where I get I get two messages from Trump, since it's just Trump and Nikki Haley are the last two. That's it. So should Nikki drop out or not? Trump says two things on it at the same time. On the one hand, no, she shouldn't. We need to have you know, more than one choice in the race. But on the other hand, you know, she should because she's, well, she's not going to win this. So I don't know which one to believe on Trump with that one. But okay, the story here says, from the beginning of the GOP season, this author says, I didn't think Donald Trump deserved a coronation. The voters need a choice. He said, I strongly believe that we had a race always, been a two-person race between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. See, that's what I thought, too. 
It would have been a much more competitive race, but that's not what we got. We had several candidates run audition campaigns, chip away at the Trump alternative vote. That combined with various efforts by the Biden administration to imprison Trump on bogus criminal charges made it impossible for anyone to compete with a pseudo-incumbent. DeSantis saw the writing on the wall. Now it's time for Nikki Haley to do the same, he said. At this moment, that doesn't appear to be what she's doing. Now, I, as I read this, I think, you know, personally, I would prefer that Nikki stay in the race. Because I don't want a coronation either. I'd like the idea of some kind of a choice here. Oh, by the way, I did get one. Let's see, who is it? Uh, yeah, Chet and Yoder. Yeah. No, Trump and Vivek, is that what it's going to be? Not Trump and Nikki? Okay. Some people really do think that there might be, a few people, not many, that there might be somebody else who might want to try to jump in. Or I, I don't know. I don't see that happening between the two. I do think that Nikki's going to hang in there for a while longer, if not all the way to the end of this. But at least that gives you some kind of a choice. Now, again, you want to have some fun. Just go ahead and tune in to MSNBC. I know you don't. You're, you know, listen, why would I want to do that? To laugh. Because tomorrow, I guarantee you, I'll have some audio cuts from MSNBC. Because they're going to have a meltdown on this. They have done, the left, not just the politicians, not just Biden, but politicians and the bureaucrats and the news media have done all they could to take Trump out. And they're not done. I got a call last week. So what do you think the next big thing is going to be that they try to dump on Trump? I don't know. Everything they've done so far hasn't really worked as far as Republicans go. Look where Trump is. As far as the Republican vote goes so far, look at where Trump is. Even establishment conservatives, I'm not just saying conservatives, but establishment conservatives who don't like Trump, uh, they must just be beside themselves at this point. They really wanted somebody else. And yet, here he is. So everything they've tried to do to prevent him from getting the nomination, so far he's this far ahead. Now, again, it ain't over till it's over, but look where we are right now. So you can imagine the meltdown that we're going to get here. Then if he does get the nomination, if Trump ends up being the guy, and I, I look at maybe, uh, again, I don't know, maybe Chet's right, but a... A Trump Nikki Haley ticket that would be a, a really interesting ticket right there you know but okay let's see what happens then the news media the Democrats and the Republican establishment types will launch a whole new campaign what do you think they're dreaming up that's really what I want to know we'll find out I guess we'll just have to be patient and find out but they're going to dream up something to try to destroy the guy. Do they have some nuke in their back pocket that they can drop? What haven't they done yet? They've even tried taking him off the ballot in various places. I mean, anything they can possibly think of. They've even tried taking him off the ballot. What do you think Liz Cheney's thinking right now? Yeah, I mean, as... DeSantis drops out and Trump is so far ahead of Nikki Haley. Uh, she's got to be losing sleep at this point. Liz Cheney is. All right. 
We've got some people to watch, and it's going to have entertainment value to it. That's for sure. This is the the political season, especially a presidential political season. Just so you know, it was easy for a guy like me. It really is. I mean, if you think about it, all my show prep is being written for me. I don't have a whole lot of work to do. All right, coming up on 630, local news coming away right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Let's wake up, Wyoming. He's talking to himself in a padded room, and you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so if, if you're just joining me, yeah. DeSantis drops out. The race is only Trump and Nikki Haley. And that's really all I have right now. We'll wait to see what happens next. But by tomorrow, I will have some probably great meltdown audio from the left and probably even from some uh, conservatives that really never did like Trump in the first place, really establishment people. It's going to get interesting as far as that's concerned. But... As far as my show prep is concerned, I'm done. The rest of the year is written already or being written. All I have to do is just show up and go with it. Most mornings I show up here and do a lot of work to get you guys some really good stories outside of what you would normally hear over and over again in the irrelevant obsolete news media. But this is just, just who knows what's going to happen next. All right. So different story for you. I just came across this one. The expert delusion in education. Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. I love this. You've heard me many times say to you guys that the whole idea of the experts say is hysterical to me because of how often the experts are wrong. Okay, so the story says experts have had a tough go of it lately, reputationally. He says, in terms of power, they are, well, experts may lose their power quickly as people turn back their backs on them. But then again, if Democrats win, the power will become entrenched. And I noticed that when Obama became president, because he kept pulling people from universities. Well, this guy has a doctorate in so-and-so, although the guy may have never done whatever that job was. He's only been in the halls of academia, but he's an expert Sorry, says, one of the places in which uh, trust the experts has won the day, and for the worst possible reason, in public education, as a class of experts, they have the least claim to expertise. Well, they do, and yet they have the most power among young people. They have the least claim to expertiseism. just invented that word. Because most of them have never done what they taught. They just teach it. But they've never done it, so they don't really know it. Educational achievement is going down. Children's mental health is cratering, he writes. And the school seems to exist solely for the purpose of indoctrinating kids. 
kids are resilient. Whoops. The story says, but the cult-like belief in expert hasn't waned a bit. The fight to keep pornography in schools based on what the experts said. Okay. Let me see. There's a couple of quotes here. PhD. Let me see. I'm going to play a couple of these. See what we get out of them because I haven't previewed this, just so you know. Speaking of MSNBC. You can do keyword searches and find certain keywords. Like rape. You can find key. Yeah. Sure. Or anal you rape can, or you can, dildo. You can find those, all sorts those of keywords. Of words. But like, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Let me finish my question. Okay. Then right, you can answer. Sure. I'm going to give you time to answer, but I got to ask you first. No, yeah. Um, and so what you find is the keywords that you find, the uh-huh. N word, anything, words like you just used, then you'll get out of context past passages from the book and then based on that moms for liberty members are going to places like broward county school board meetings uh-huh. reading out of past out of context passages from sure. these is books. that what's happening in the schools there here's uh <clears throat> sorry your president well uh I, should i play a quote from him this early in the morning i probably shouldn't It'd drive you absolutely crazy yeah i tell you what uh, there we go no, okay. I I was going to play a quote from the president, but the video just skipped on me. I think I just spared you the quote from the president. Never mind. You don't want to hear that that early in the morning. But the president started touting experts once again. So it's it's a good long article. It's Daily Wire where I found that article. It's a good long article about how experts are not experts. It really gets into a whole lot of detail. And yet when you go to uh, major news networks, they rely on experts. You hear that all the time. And when you go to college and universities, you hear all the time what the experts say. And yet when you go to check out who the experts really are, you find out they're really not experts in anything, in my opinion. okay, You tell me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, an expert is an expert when they've done it, whatever whatever it is. They've done it. They've done it successfully for a good long period of time. It wasn't a fluke. And now that they've learned whatever it is to the point that they've mastered it, you can consider them an expert. They're not an expert just because they're quoted on the media. They're not an expert just because they have a college degree in it. Okay, A a critic is not an expert. Someone who spends their time writing critical reviews of things is not an expert in anything because they've never actually done it. 642, wake up. You asked for an expert. Uh, We didn't have the budget for that. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 6.48 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Good weekend, Frank? Oh, it was uh, Lander for wrestling. Yeah. Then I was in Gillette for high school track. Okay. Then I watched the Buffalo Bills choke. Okay. And Josh Allen is not going to have a very good winter or okay. spring. So he's not going to be in the... Uh... No, they no, lost. He's out. Okay. They lost. All right. And well. that's... It's almost like Wyoming had turned into a Buffalo Bill state as opposed to a Denver yeah. Broncos state. Uh-huh. I cannot tell you how many people that I just saw over the weekend with Buffalo Bills attire. Yes. You know, I mean, all over the place. And then, you know, all over, you know, social media... Um, then it all came to a screeching halt. So what went no, wrong? They did this. You know what? The Bills have no one to blame but themselves. Right. They weren't hosed by the officials. They couldn't make any big plays in the fourth quarter. And then their kicker missed a field goal. Uh. They have no one to blame but themselves. Okay. So. And uh, if you lose a home playoff game when you're favored, that's yeah. a choke. Uh, that is, yeah. 
Okay. So they have no one to blame so but themselves. So it doesn't sound to me like you're saying that they were just outclassed. It's more like they just didn't show up and do what they... Well, no, they only they lost by three points. Oh, okay. They, they were right in the game. This was a, it was a great football game. Okay. You have to make plays at the end. Yeah. And they had every single opportunity to do that, and they did not. Okay. And that's where they stand, and they'll all be looking like, you know, watching the Super Bowl, you know, you know we could be there. You know, right. but, but people like... Uh, when are you, the bill is going to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, okay. You so, know, we're now, still all waiting for that. So, yeah, I know you hate me asking this question all the time. So, at this point, who's in the Super Bowl? Now I'm going to take Baltimore. Yeah. For one, boy, I wouldn't count Detroit out on the other side. Right. And but I'm going to go just for just for the sake of it, Baltimore and San Francisco. Okay. See, this is what I was saying earlier this morning on a completely different topic to everybody. I don't care what it looks like. You got to wait until the very end to find out how it's going to turn out. Yes, you, and everyone can you know you know yeah. predict and you know and this yeah. and that. I mean, I, I I get tired of that myself, but that's you know part of the the so the, the culture we live in right now. So yeah. um, that that being said, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see after this next week. Uh, yeah, All okay. I know is that the Super Bowl is coming up. It's just like two days before Valentine's Day. Right. So if your team loses in the Super Bowl, you can kind of rebound there for that at, at Valentine's Day. Tuesday. I have no idea when Valentine's Day. I think it's like just... the eleventh or something like that. Hold on. Yeah, somewhere over there. You got that? We're a no, bunch I, of single no, men. It's on the fourteenth, actually. Oh, Sorry, it's on the fourteenth. Okay, yeah. just before Valentine's Day. Yeah. No, no, no. The Valentine's Day is on the fourteenth. Oh, Valentine's is on the fourteenth. The, the, the okay. Super Bowl is on the eleventh. You realize the moment you said that, every man out there forgot it. And they won't forget about the Super Bowl. Well, in the National Football League playoffs, the season did come to an end for the Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen. Kansas City beat them again, 27-24 in Buffalo, no less. Bills kicker Tyler Bass missed a 44-yard field goal with 143 to go. It was like the 1991 uh, you know, Super Bowl all over again when Bills kicker Scott Norwood missed a late field goal in their Super Bowl loss to the New York Giants, known as the wide right game. Allen, for his part, 26-39 of 39 for 186 yards and a touchdown with seven 72 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Bills managed seven points in the second half and a 16-play drive in that second half produced nothing on their last possession. Plus, Buffalo was lucky big time on a couple of plays in that second half, one where Kansas City fumbled the ball through the end zone from the one-yard line, giving the Bills the ball back on a touchback. And the other was for the Bills was um, they actually recovered a Josh Allen fumble late in that fourth quarter when the ball was surrounded by Chiefs players. So make it three straight losses for the Bills in the divisional round of the playoffs and and three straight losses to the Chiefs in the playoffs. It's going to be a long winter and spring for those guys. Kansas City is in the AFC Championship game for the sixth straight year. And they will play at Baltimore on Sunday at 1 p.m. in the AFC Championship. The NFC Championship game will be on Sunday featuring San Francisco hosting Detroit. The 49ers beat Green Bay on Saturday with a late touchdown. And Detroit survived Tampa Bay as the Lions will be in the NFC Championship for the first time since 1991. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys turned in their best effort of the year as they beat Nevada in Laramie 98-93. To get to three and two in Mountain West play, ten and eight overall. Nevada left Laramie with a record of fifteen and four overall, two and three in late play, and watched the Pokes shoot the lights out in the game. They shot an astounding fifty-seven percent from the floor and connected on thirteen three-pointers. Sam Griffin at twenty-six for UW with seven assists. That's what the Cowboys are capable of. The question is, how often can they do that? 
They will be at San Diego State tomorrow night. Wyoming Cowgirls had a fantastic win over Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Larry with a 67-63 win over the Rams. Melanie Malima had a career-high 25 points. She nailed seven three-pointers on 13 attempts. That's unconscious shooting. UW outscored CSU 24-13 in the fourth quarter to improve the 5-1 and in Mountain West play. 10-7 and overall. The Rams went to 12-5 and overall. 3-3 three and three in late play. Cowgirls will host Air Force on Wednesday in Laramie. That's it in sports. So, um... The other thing about the game, yeah. you know, is like, please, there's no crying in football. Yeah, oh, was somebody because, crying? Oh, this this fan, he's crying. Oh this is not a girl, God. this is a guy. Oh. It's a football game. It's our, geez, okay. Now, oh, so, please. And did that make national television? Oh, the, the, the camera was right on the guy. Oh, this poor guy, he will never live that down. <laughs> I mean, he's never going to live that down. Frank, that will be played by oh. his friends on their phones oh, in front of his face every time he goes out. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe yeah. he wasn't crying about the Bills losing. Maybe yeah. he lost Bobby uh, a $15,000 okay, bet. Okay, that he can cry about. Yes, he can. Oh, okay, thank you. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Monday, so rinse and repeat. Here we go all over again. Yes, you heard that right in the news. DeSantis is out. So now it's just Trump and Nikki Haley, and we'll just have to wait to see how this whole thing plays out. And I stick with what I said before. It ain't over till it's all over. Politics and the human race is just too weird. Okay, for any foregone conclusions, you know how that works. If you're a sports fan, you especially know how that works. All right. Hello, Lou and Laramie. Paul is in Casper. Now, Jim, <clears throat> Jim is in Glen Rock. Jim sent me this note over the Wake Up Wyoming app. He said, I stream your program over the app, then Bluetooth it to my hearing aids. No one else in the room knows why I'm smiling. You have really gotten inside my head. Oh, I'm in Jim's head. Hello, echo, echo. Wait a second, Jim. Hang on. Okay, I was a little confused over here, Jim. What this was? I, I can you can you rest of you here? Let me listen carefully. Yeah, I don't. We, I, I'm just gonna put that over here, Jim, and we won't talk about that anymore. And there's part of your head that's completely empty, and then another part of your head over here. Well, this is just some weird stuff. We won't talk about this outside of your head. Don't worry about it, Jim. It's just um, strictly between you and me, and I suggest you call a psychiatrist. Today's show is sponsored by Universal Socks. They'll fit either foot. No more days of wearing two left socks. Okay, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can go back and talk about the Trump thing and if you want. And Nikki Haley, I'm still a favor of two people being in the race. I don't want her to drop out. Any, you know, I want her to go all the way to the end so that way we have a couple of people, some choices. And again, nothing's over till it's over. We don't know what's going to happen. 
We'll just have to wait and see. When Trump actually accepts the nomination, then we can say he's the nominee. Again, life is too weird. Okay, couple of stories that I have on a different topic, but again, you can go back to that if you want, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. U.S. travelers fed up with preferred treatment for migrants, a.k.a. illegal immigrants. The story says American travelers are outraged by signs appearing at U.S. airports appearing to allow illegal immigrants onto flights without showing proper identification. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. So U.S. citizens traveling domestically have to show a valid identification card or passport to board a plane. And I have seen people, TSA has never really given anyone a hard time about it, but I've seen people stopped because TSA is saying, I can't accept that as ID. What else you got? But if you're here illegally in the country, come on through. The signs claim the Transportation Security Administration is working with Customs and Border Protection to validate adult non-citizens' travel when they when the travel does not otherwise have an acceptable form or traveler doesn't have a, an acceptable form of, of identification. The biggest beneficiary, the story says, of these new policies are the illegal immigrants who arrived at our border using the government's CBP one app, which is an app for the phone. Displaying that app ensures that they will be immediately released after given a court date, which you know they'll never show up for. And by the way, some of those court dates go out as far as 2050. I'll just be back in the year 2049 or 2050 and we'll go ahead and settle your case. They're not coming back. And now, in many cases, they can use the app as a substitute for acceptable ID at the airport. By the way, most cases don't go out to 2050. Most of them are a lot sooner than that, but you still know they're not going to show up. Story says, have you, as a citizen or a legal resident, ever shown up at the airport only to realize you left your ID at home? Me personally, no. But did anyone rush to help you? Would you be allowed to just skip the TSA check and board anyway? Of course not. You would be sent back home. Just go back and get, sorry, you're going to miss your flight, but we can't let you on. We can't let you through. So what's the purpose of having the TSA at this point? If you see someone here who is an illegal immigrant, what exactly is the point of that? They're just allowed to walk through. And I wonder how many have to go through. I don't know the answer to this. Do they still have to go through? They probably have to go through all of the regular lines. I don't know how that works, just like you do, which is not a lot of what they do going through the lines, you know, is uh, useless. But I can see having security. I get that. You know, I get having some some kind of security. I just want to know, besides not having to show ID, are they allowed to go around at any time just to make sure they get on the airplane? Okay, that's something I'd like to have tracked as because this is the first I've heard of the story. But again, privileges given to them, but not to you. For you, it's a, it's a whole different scenario, especially if you travel often. And 
Sir, would you please step forward and stand on the line? Have I done something wrong? Standard TSA airport screening, sir. I need to pat you down. Oh, really? Uh, yes, if you'll just hold still. Sorry, I'm I'm just so excited. Do, do you do this often? Uh, yes, sir. Hundreds of times a day. Do you? Sounds exciting. <coughs> oh, s- sir, please stand still and, and, and stop touching yourself like that. People are looking. Oh, I'm sure they are. Sir, we just need to get this over with. Why the rush? Go sir. on. Pat me. Pat me. Stop breathing so hard. Whoa-oh! Sir, w- would you put your shirt back on? Whoa! Okay, look, just... Just yeah, move along. Just move along, okay? All right. Are we done? Yeah, yeah, we're done. Call me. You ready for the next one, Frank? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Ooh, ooh, I'm next. Pat me down now, you big sexy beast. Okay, so that was actually based on a true story back when they started the whole TSA thing shortly after 9/11. I noticed there was a guy, he's in the Boston area, and he flew for a living a lot, a couple of times a week as a business, for his business. He had to go on business trips and fly. And he was getting tired of having to go through TSA. And right after 9-11, it was really bad. What they were doing, in some cases, was actually ridiculous. And he was pulled aside quite often to get the whole side treatment effect when they literally pat you down. So he decided to just go ahead and strip naked and just stand there in front of him. And so there's pictures of him. Now, this is a shorter, balding man with a beard, a bit of a belly, a little bit beyond middle age, just standing there naked in the airport. And what exactly are they going to do? I think he made his point just enough already. So based on that story, a true story, I wrote that bit. But okay. How upset? Again, I've seen people not allowed through TSA because they didn't have a an ID that the TSA agent wanted to wanted to see. It might have even been an expired driver's license in some cases. It's rare, but I have seen that happen. What would you think if you weren't allowed through, but the illegal immigrant next to you is? Who put the toast around on six? I mean, that's not even good toast. Four is good toast. Five is burnt toast. But six? What were you cremating in my toaster oven? <laughs> Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Glenn Woods, he talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. 7.20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming, so Smalls likes my TSA bit. Yeah, it was years ago that I wrote and produced that one. Quite a long time ago. But I still have... Man, I've got a file. <laughs> if I went back, a lot of this stuff is uh, time-sensitive, though, so I don't always play it. But maybe one of these days I'll just start going back through the archives for you guys of stuff that goes way back many years. All right, so next up, headline says, Biden, I'm ready to act on the border. That's Biden saying, I'm ready to act on the border. Really? Gee, what changed your mind? President Biden told reporters Friday that the U.S.-Mexico border is not secure. What? When did that happen? Gosh, I had no idea that the border was not secure. Did you? When did the president suddenly said it? What? Some reporter needs to ask Biden. It's not secure since when? How long has it not been secure, Mr. President? 
Now, the president is admitting that it's not secure. How long has it not been secure, Mr. President? Let's just go ahead and catch him in another lie, because no matter what he answers, if he answers, well, I mean, as of just like last week, we know that's a lie. If he says, I've always known it wasn't secure, well, then we know he was lying before that. No matter what he says, he's stuck here, right? All right, so contradicting Homeland Security, Mr. Mayorkas, after endorsing massive changes. Now, that that's a problem for Mayorkas, because Mayorkas is going through impeachment hearings right now, and he says, well, the border is secure. Now, the president just said, no, it's not. So Mayorkas is in trouble again. No, it's not Biden sent when asked whether the frontier was secure, following remarks to a bipartisan group of mayors, White House Eastern. During a speech, the one-year-old Biden said he hoped for the Senate negotiations to announce a compromise next week on border policy as part of the border's $106 billion supplemental spending request that would finance military aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. This is where the Republicans stood up and said, of course, they have budget problems, right? And they, once again on the budget, they kicked the can down the road instead of solving the problem. But Republicans are saying, we're not going to agree to anything until you fix some things, like get on that border. So this is part of the president finally giving way. Yes, here's a quote. He's ready to act. As in... Uh, a performance, I would guess. Biden spoke about massive changes to border policy that would allow us to ensure we have the authority we need to control the border. Okay, hold on. We need to ensure we have the authority we need to control the border. You have always had that authority. It's even in the Constitution. But okay, we shall see what, if anything, happens this week. And I truly hope I'm wrong about this, but... There seems to be a little little reason for optimism, says the author of the article, not Biden. We've been watching this disaster unfold for three years now. Now, I wonder, as we get closer toward the actual election date here, uh, how many people are going to vote against Biden because of the border? Because, all right, give you an example of what I mean by this. Even Democrats and Democrat strongholds are having problems now with so many illegals in their communities, causing all sorts of problems on many different levels. I mean, yes, some people are dishonest in gangs and thugs. Other people are just overwhelming the system. And it's hurting local cities big time. Also helping to, well, part of the homeless problem. A lot of illegals too. People are getting upset, even Democrats. So I wonder how that translates when we get into the actual next presidential election. Story says one good hint was seen when Biden, after declaring that he was ready to act, asked Speaker John and the White House, Speaker Johnson, and the White House Republicans, are we ready to act as well? You notice that he didn't include Mitch McConnell and Senate Republicans. He only focused on the House GOP. He is clearly referring to the expected deal being cooked up by McConnell and Senate Democrats when broken down. So this is playing politics with money once again. The deal, it says, is nothing but a transparent effort to get the next huge funding package for Ukraine approved. 
So a lot of things are hinging on, you know, do we get a border deal? We'll give you the money for all this other stuff you want, Biden, but you got to give us a border deal. Biden also expects to ignore the larger reality underlying this debate. He doesn't need the House or Senate to do what he need, needs to be done. And that's the part that gets me. When Biden says, well, in order for me to do anything, I'm going to have to get Congress to act on actually the president already has all the power he needs to do what he to, to secure the border. He can go right ahead and just do it. The idea that we have to get packages and funding and so on uh, through Congress in order to get it done. We already have all of that. Border security is not exactly building something new uh, other than you who want a wall out there. We already have everything we need to secure our border. The president just needs to use it. Story says Joe has no intention of actually closing the border and removing the 8 million illegal aliens he's allowed into the country out of his watch. He's just maneuvering to get that Ukraine money. Well, also, he's got to look tough when it gets to election time. He has to look tough and be able to say, and this is what I think he's positioning himself to. On the one hand, he has to look tough on the border. So he can say, well, I did try to do something on the border. But then he wants to maneuver the Republicans into a place where he can say, but those Republicans, you know, I could have done something on the border, but those Republicans, he'll play politics like that. Democrats often do, you know, in cases like this. Uh, rather than actually getting done what needs to be done, they'll set themselves up just to blame the other guy for the obvious failures out there and then continue to do. There was an article. I didn't need to read the article, but I already, I already knew what I was going to say, but I looked at it anyway, where the case was being made that the whole purpose of allowing so many illegals into the country is that Democrats need more voters. If you allow them in, give them all sorts of free stuff then who are they going to vote for is the theory. And I've had the theory for many years. I think you probably have too. If these people crossing the border illegally were more conservative and were going to vote Republican, who would be building the border wall? Yeah, the Democrats would be out there in full force throwing that thing up as fast as they possibly could, doing all they could to keep illegals out. But because they think of this as Democrat voters, well, let as many in as they possibly can and give them as much free stuff as they can possibly give them. All right. So this is all going to play major, big time, into the next election cycle. The, the Democrats are going to have a hard time, not just with the rise in crime, and this plays into part of the rise in crime, but also, man, the drugs that come over the border, the human trafficking that comes over the border. I mean, you know, the list goes on. So, all right. Coming up on 7.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again with a Denver hospital that's at the point of collapse due to illegal immigration. After that, Don Day joins me at 7.45. A little bit of a spoiler alert. Nice stretch of good weather here. That's not the case east of us. That's not the case of west of us cold and rain and snow and all of that is what they're getting. We're in this little bubble of nice weather again. How long does that last and when does it break? And it will break. That's up at 745 with Don Day. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 95.1. 7.36 the time, Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, some of the other messages I'm getting off the app here. Smokey is sending me a note. If you don't like the WFEF meeting at Davos, read what the Argentine president said. I did actually watch his address, and it was a really good speech. I mean, really good, which means that everybody at the meeting in Davos just hates him now. But all right. Dan in Cheyenne, Trump tried to shut down the border. Biden reversed the policy. That's true. Um, and that's not to say we didn't have border crossings under Trump. But at least Trump was working to do something about it. Although there were a lot of people trying to get in his way. Democrats, yes, Republicans too, and the bureaucracy. So Trump was having a really hard time trying to shut down the border while he was president. And even build a border wall. I know some of you disagree with me on this, but I was saying back when Trump wanted to put up the border wall, I said walls don't work. And people would call the program all they do to. Okay, I happen to know someone from Wyoming who at times is called down. She's in law enforcement on border security, which is very frustrating for it. And there there are stories. She can't tell anything about it because she's currently on the job. So she can't come on the program, but it's bad. On one section of border wall that was built by Trump, some illegals went to it. And I had said for years that the wall, they're going to go over it, under it, around it, or through it. It's not going to matter. Well, somebody had just taken a acetylene torch, whatever, I don't know, cut a big hole through it like a door. And people were just walking through. So the guys on our side welded it back up, only to find the next day they had taken it back down again. Now there's a big hole through the door. So it's very difficult. I really do think if you want to solve the problem, we've got to take a look at where are these people coming from and what's the problem. Not not that we need to send those countries a bunch of money, but there's a reason that they're coming here. Also, when they get here, if they try to cross the border illegally, they don't get anything for free. And there's no job available. So that means there's no reason to come here. There's no job. And they're not going to get any free stuff from the government. Part of the reason they come here is they know they'll be taken care of. So, okay, let's go down to Denver. Denver Hospital at point of collapse due to illegal immigration. The story says it's a sanctuary city phenomenon based on the idea that kindness alone is enough to take care of people. Well, until you don't have any money or resources to actually do that. So the story says the Denver health system down there came close to breaking even last year after receiving millions of dollars in one-time donations. But executives say the safety net for the hospital needs support. It's collapsing. Colorado's mental health crisis illegal immigrants. The health system is still calculating its final 2023 numbers, but it appears that Denver Health lost about $2 million last year. Denver Health had ended 2022 with about $35 million in the red. In the red. And the most recent year would have been significantly worse without a cash infusion of about $20 million from well, certain pre- predominant people in in Colorado. So 
2023, Denver Health provided about $136 million in care it didn't receive compensation for. That figure includes care for people covered by Medicaid when the rates of the program paid didn't fill the full cost. About, which is not, add that to the list of reasons Wyoming doesn't want Medicaid expansion, by the way, that we need to stay far from it. About $100 million of that went to people living in Denver. One-time donations of $5 million from the state and $10 million from the Kaiser Foundation in Colorado. Typically, hospitals make up their uncompensated care through the higher rates they charge insurance companies. Anyway, if you go to the hospital... And you're wondering, why is that aspirin that you're taking, like a $100 pill? Because you're paying for everybody else who got all that other care for free. Denver Health cut costs last year, closing 15 beds that could have been used for patients really needing the care. Colorado Hospital Association reported that as 2022, about 72% of the hospitals say that were unsustainable. In other words, losing money big time. The city estimated more than 36,000 illegal immigrants have arrived. And again, many of those are going to, not all of them, of course, going to the hospital. And the hospital just can't keep up. The hospital was not able to keep up with what they had before. And making it um, a place where, well, if you want to go ahead and smoke pot legally... And there's very few places in the country where you can do that. So there again, what are you attracting? Yeah. But there's no consequences for all of this, right? Oh, I seen somebody wearing a shirt today that said, my warm-up is your workout. Yeah, well, my casual drinking is your alcohol pushing. We certainly hope that anyone who might have been offended by that is already listening to another radio station and missed it. For the rest of you, that was cool, wasn't it? This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Dayweather. Now, Don, I just want to assure people it is not a sucker punch. It is safe to go outside for the next few days. Yeah, there's really not a lot going on. We're going to have a much kinder, gentler stretch of weather here that's going to have uh, quite a few days. It's going to stretch on five, seven days at least of no major weather systems coming, no Arctic fronts expected. Now, we're going to have a lot of clouds. We've got a lot of Pacific moisture flowing west to east from the west coast across the Rockies. But the, the moisture is going to get soaked up by all the mountain ranges between here and the west coast. So by the time these systems come our way, while we're going to have a lot of clouds, some snow showers over near the mountains, there's not going to be much reaching the plains, and temperatures are going to certainly be a lot warmer than they've been. We'll have a few breezy areas, but by our standards, the winds aren't going to be much of a factor either. So this is, for for January, a pretty good stretch. Now, this is a situation we've been in twice so far this season that I remember because the weather to our east, well, they're kind of getting hit hard and it's cold. And the weather to the west of us, it's much needed moisture, but they're getting a lot of it. But once again, we're in this bubble. Yeah, we're in this bubble. You're right. This is a, this is probably the third time this has happened since going back to around Thanksgiving. Now, the trend has been we're in the bubble, then the bubble bursts, and that's exactly what will probably happen. Right at the end of the month and into early February, this will all go away, and, and we'll go back into a storming pattern again. 
So take advantage of this. It doesn't mean this is how it's going to go the rest of the winter. That's for sure. February could be a rough month. Right. Uh, so take advantage of the next seven to ten days. Right. Now that doesn't mean – it does mean lighter wind, but that doesn't mean no wind, correct? Yeah, you'll never get me to say no wind around here. Yeah. But we, we don't see a pattern that leads to a high wind event. Um, I would say it's kind of your normal wind in the normal areas that are a little bit windy. Uh, but a far cry from where we were a week ago. Yeah, and for that matter, that doesn't mean zero snow. No, the that Pacific moisture that I mentioned is going to be enough to produce snow in the high country, but it's going to be the western mountains around Jackson, Yellowstone Park, the Tetons. That is the 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 where the moisture from the west coast can get basically as far east. Could there be some flurries on the plains? Yes, but that would be just it—a few flurries at the most. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day from Dayweather. Well, okay. So here again, just go ahead and enjoy that while you can because, as he said, we get into February and all of a sudden the whole thing changes. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. I hate to do this because I really do enjoy working with her, but Miss Mary is un-American. Well, 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 She has never watched the movie Airplane. Oh, Why? I see. It's what I said. Don't watch the second or third one. Just watch yeah. the first yeah, one. Yeah, the second and third one. The second yeah, they, one was okay. The third one was like, well, okay, you're well, stretching why, it, guys. Why bother? Yeah, but yeah. the first one was, was, was Oh, my classic. God. Yeah. It's one of the funniest movies in the history of funny movies. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. In fact, it changed for a time the way comedy movies were done. So here's what happened. Uh, Saturday, I decided I was going to go ahead and watch a movie. And I'm trying to think of what to watch. And I thought... When's the last time I saw the movie Airplane? So I am it's coming up on the television, right? I get on my Facebook and I ask people, what's your favorite line from the movie? Man, did I get a lot of response. Now, right away, since it's so good, do you have a favorite line off the top of your head? I there's there's so many. And and I have not seen it in a long, okay. long time. So the first ones that always come up to most people Surely you're joking. I'm not joking, and don't call me Shirley. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's got to be. I mean, the, one of the all-time classic lines in there. I did like things that were not. Funny. Leslie Nielsen was really good. Oh, now here's something that I was also explaining to Miss Mary about this is most, not all, but most of the actors in that movie were known for serious roles only. Oh yeah. Leslie Nielsen up to then had only done serious movies. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden he's in a comedy and people are wondering, how's that going to work out? Yet he was, it launched him into a comedic role from then on. Uh, also things that people sometimes don't notice, as the airplane flies, you hear turboprop engines. It's a jet airplane. Yeah. The captain of the airplane can be seen shifting gears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people love the blow-up autopilot auto. Famous lines like nervous yeah. First time? No, I've been nervous lots of times. <laughs> uh, here's another one I love telling people. The scenes where the two guys were speaking jive. Okay. And then they had the translation for white people? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that had been written by the two, two gentlemen who were speaking jive. The original authors of the movie, they were Jewish. And they had just seen the movie Shaft and had no idea what they were. They couldn't understand the language because they're not from Harlem. So mm-hmm. they didn't get it. So they decided to incorporate that with translations would be funny. And they wrote it. When those two actors showed up, they looked at them and went, no. And they had rewritten the script. And so the two gentlemen sitting there speaking jive with the translations under them, mm-hmm. they wrote that. 
No kidding. And it was absolutely brilliant. That's awesome. National Football League playoffs. The season did come to an end for the Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen as Kansas City beat them again 27-24. In Buffalo, no less. Bills kicker Tyler Bass missed a 44-yard field goal with 143 to go, just like 1991 all over again, when Bills kicker Scott Norwood missed a late field goal in their Super Bowl loss to the New York Giants, known as the Wide Right Game. Allen, for his part, was 26-39 of for 186 yards and a touchdown with 72 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Bills managed a seven points in the second half and a 16-play drive late in the game produced nothing. Plus, Buffalo was big-time lucky on a couple of plays in that second half. One where Kansas City fumbled the ball through the end zone from the one-yard line, giving the Bills the ball back on a touchback. And the other was the Bills actually recovering a Josh Allen fumble late in the game when the ball was surrounded by Chiefs players. So that's three straight losses for the Bills in the divisional round of the playoffs and three straight losses to the Chiefs in the playoffs. It's going to be a long winner for those guys and spring. Kansas City is in the AFC Championship for the sixth consecutive year. They'll play Baltimore at Baltimore at 1 p.m. on Sunday. The NFC Championship game also on Sunday will feature San Francisco hosting Detroit. The 49ers beat Green Bay on Saturday with a late touchdown and Detroit survived Tampa Bay as the Lions will be in the NFC Championship for the first time since 1991. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys turned in their best effort of the year. They beat Nevada and Laramie 98-93 to get to 3-2 and in Mountain West play, 10-8 and overall. Nevada left Laramie with a record of 15-4 and and 2-3 and in league play and watch the poke shoot just lights out in the game. They shot an astounding 57% from the floor and connected on 13 three-pointers. Sam Griffin at 26 for UW with seven assists. This is what the Cowboys are, are capable of. The, what, the question is now, how often can they do that kind of thing? They'll be at San Diego State tomorrow night. Wyoming Cowgirls with a fantastic win over Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Larrabee with a 67-63 win. Melanie Malima with a career-high 25 points. She nailed seven three-pointers on 13 attempts. That's just an unconscious shooting. UW outscored CSU 24 13 in the fourth quarter, so they're five and one in Mountain West play, and ten and seven overall. The Rams are twelve and five overall, three and three in league play, and the Cowgirls will be at home on Wednesday night in Laramie to take on the Air Force Academy. So, Steve and Casper just reminded me of something. So, there is a scene in the movie where the stewardess is trying to speak to the two gentlemen speaking jive, and she does not know what's going on. <laughs> this little old lady walks up and says, "Excuse me, stewardess, I can help. I speak jive." And she ends up getting into a discussion with the two gentlemen, and they get into an argument, right, with a little old lady. That little old lady was the mom on Leave it to Beaver. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> this, again, is one of the reasons the movie was so great. There are actors in the movie. What are you what, doing? What, was in, it O.J. Simpson in that movie? Uh, not O.J. Simpson. I'll get the name of the basketball player. Um, but the other, Kareem? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, he was the co-pilot. <laughs> he was hysterical. All right. Thank you, Frank. Let's wake up my own. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Monday, so rinse and repeat. Here we go again. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. We're reaching into open phones right now. 
which means, of course, hang on a second here. <clears throat> Pause everything. Click that over here. Push this here. That goes over there. Stop that. Okay. I had my buttons out of sequence, and that was going to sound so cool. Here we go. Today's show is sponsored by Universal Socks. They'll fit either foot. No more days of wearing two left socks. I hate those days. I really do. Okay, so it is open phones, the most dangerous time of this program, and in every single day, not just Fridays, every day you will get some open phones. But I tell you, I don't know what I'm going to get. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in. And let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. And like a lot of people like to do, they use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free to download your app store, and they use the chat option to send me text messages. So you can go ahead and do that too. All right, now I, I'm going to go back to where I started at six o'clock this morning because I know a lot of new people have joined us, and you want to get in on this, I would assume. As you may have heard. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the presidential race, which actually did kind of surprise me, which this is why I say never predict anything. Don't try to predict. You don't know what's going to happen. And forget polls and garbage like that. Nobody knows. The experts don't know. I looked at when DeSantis got into the race, I thought, oh, okay, he ought to do pretty well. I mean, look, he's really popular. He's really fought the establishment and Democrats and wokeism and won. His states, compared to other states, his state's in great shape. Problems, every state has problems, but his state is in great shape compared to other states. So, he ought to make a great presidential candidate. And yet, he never really did well. So, he drops out. And then he endorses Trump. Now, that leaves two people left. Everybody else is gone. It's Trump and Nikki Haley. Now... For you Trump supporters out there, okay, I know what you're thinking. Trump, 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 Trump. I know, I get it. Okay, we all get it. But this is where I still say it ain't over till it's over. You never know. I'm not saying Trump doesn't win the nomination. I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying it's planet earth and it's the human race so things are just not predictable okay sorry but that's just that's how that is so just gotta wait until he accepts the nomination he doesn't have the nomination yet he still is way ahead and nikki haley's got to do all she can now i can imagine i can imagine a trump nikki haley uh combination. She already worked for him. She was the ambassador to the UN when Trump was president. Okay, now, this means she's got to go on the attack, of course, against Trump. So, latest Haley questions Trump mental fitness. That's the story, the headline that just popped up. Story says, Nikki Haley on Saturday questioned whether Donald Trump is mentally capable of serving president again after he repeatedly seemed to confuse her with the former U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. As she campaigned in New Hampshire, Haley referenced Trump's speech the night before 
in which he mistakenly asserted that Haley was in charge of Capitol security when the mob of Trump supporters stormed the building. January 6th, in other words. Uh, Trump first said that Haley turned down security offers and then added, you know, then corrected it was... Okay, so that she's trying to do anything she can. At that point, she'll say, okay, we'll see, maybe he's not mentally fit for it. All right, I can go into more on that, but you realize now they got to start attacking each other. Now, as far as Trump attacking DeSantis, now DeSantis is a straight, he's a great guy, which is what Trump t- typically does. If you're in opposition, Trump will make up names about you and use those names. But if you suddenly are on his side, suddenly you're the greatest guy ever. Okay, that's how Trump plays it. So uh, Trump had a lot of bad things to say about DeSantis until he dropped out and endorsed Trump. Now DeSantis is a great guy. So all of Trump's efforts will be geared toward Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley is going to say a lot of bad things about Trump. We'll see how this goes. We'll, and it'd be interesting to see if there's ever a debate between the two. Because so far Trump has completely refused to debate anybody at any time. And it's worked for him. I do think among Republicans, now here's where you Trump supporters might need to just be very careful and, and watch it. I think you know what's coming. Among Republicans, Trump does very well. And the more not just the Democrats attack Trump, the news media, but I repeat myself, and, well, it, the bureaucracy as well attack Trump, the more they go after him, the more Trump supporters circle the wagons around him. Now, the problem you're going to have amongst Republicans is, well, there's still those establishment Republicans who want anybody but Trump. So you're going to have to worry about that. That's part of the reason why when Trump became president, we had given him the House, the Senate, the presidency, and he still couldn't get anything done. And a big part of the problem was establishment Republicans. You'll call them rhinos. I understand. I completely understand that. But that's what he's going to be up against. And then, and this was a question that was asked last week by a caller on this program. So what do you think then is going to be the next bombshell against Trump? Because they have thrown everything they can think of at him. I mean, everything. Guy's still in court fighting all sorts of charges and so on. They've thrown everything at him. And so far, he's still very popular among Republicans anyway. So, what do they throw at him next? That's been a question we've had for a while, anyway. And I don't know what the answer to that is. But you know they're out there cooking up something. So, okay, Trump first off has to finish winning this. He's got to sew it up. And, as you know, you know I, I don't believe that anything is done until it's done. You know, not until he has accepted the nomination is he the nominee. You're living on planet Earth, and you're a member of the human race, where things get really weird for the dumbest possible reasons. So you never know what's going to happen. And for those who are still confused by what I'm saying, are you a sports fan? How many times did your team have it, and they should have won the game, but at the last minute something happened, and okay, welcome to planet Earth. That's how that happens. So we got to wait to see exactly how this plays out. It's going to be interesting. Anyway, among the Democrats, there are two, if you didn't know this, there are two Democrats running against Joe Biden. Can you name them? Right. So Joe Biden's the nominee, isn't he? 
All right. So we'll just have to wait and see. And I'm my my sister, who's in Lake Wells, Florida, listening right now, will tell you enough with the old guys. What is is what is Trump now? I think he's eighty one. Is that right? Yeah. And then Biden is how old now? Yeah. She her answer is just enough with the old guys. Let's get some young blood in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got a a long battle, and I was telling people earlier this morning that my script is being written right now. Show prep for me for the rest of this year is going to be so easy, I'm going to feel like almost lazy getting ready for this program. Hello, this is Brian, your artificial intelligence for this radio show. It was time to update your passwords again, so I convenient to chose a time when you were almost finished with that last project. I logged you out at the last minute, all of your data has been lost, and you have to start again. That's what you get for cussing at the computer while you work. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. the time it's wake up wyoming so thanks for the help folks i got a couple of people out there tony and cheyenne that trump will be 78 in july and see was it uh who's the other one somebody else out there also said he's 77 now so thanks for all of that help sending me the notes and so it was uh biden who's 81 right now but okay Switching gears. Now, if you want to go back to that and give your theories and ideas, that's fine. Triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Meantime, I'm going to jump over real quick because I got a couple of fun updates for you. You know, of course, we're living in the end times. So put on your respirator and let's fix that generator. And while we're out, we'll mend our fences too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the apocalypse with you. Of course, end times, you know, the cult of climate change apocalypse here. So first off, this is just hysterical. Talk about living decadent. People in Dubai. Oh, wow. They have a lot of oil money. Nothing else going on in Dubai, but man, do they have oil money. And they have some gaudy parties out there. Someone drinking a cocktail at a gaudy Dubai bar could be infected with ancient parasites. <laughs> because what they're doing is they're going up to, uh, you know, the Arctic Circle places. They're finding glaciers and floating ice in the ocean. And they're taking some of that ice back to Dubai to put in people's drinks. I'm looking at a picture here. Selling pieces of melting glaciers to cocktail bars. Greenland startup. <laughs> so Greenland. Now, here's the thing about Greenland's ice. They keep saying the Greenland ice is melting at a faster rate than we ever experienced. It is not. Now, some of the outer line areas of Greenland have uh, retreated, but the interior of Greenland has gotten thicker. And just so you know, the Arctic and Antarctic have recently in the past few years gained ice, not lost. Some years they lose ice. Some years they gain ice. Okay. Recently they've gained ice, not lost it. 
Greenland startup begins shipping glacier ice to cocktail bars bars in Dubai. <laughs> That's just going to get the cult of climate change going. I mean, just absolutely crazy. But all right. Ford cuts Michigan workforce for electric trucks that Joe Biden touted. Now, you've heard part of this story. This is more of it. Ford Motor Company is following through with plans to scale back production of its F-150, as you know. Uh, the lightning version of the all-electric version. On Friday, Ford executives announced about 1,400 auto workers at the Rogue Electric Vehicle Center in Dearborn, Michigan, would be moved to other manufacturing jobs. They are retiring that electric facility. The workforce comes as Ford's scale-back production of the electric F-150 lightning due to lack of demand. And by the way, there's a, they built a whole bunch of these trucks, and they're all just sitting there waiting for someone to come buy them. Very few have sold. Now, I'm not going to say none. I've even seen a few here in Wyoming, but very few have sold. In December, Ford executives told suppliers they plan to only produce, well, they said they wanted to produce about 1,600. They'll probably not even do that, indicating at the time that was a 50% reduction from the promised goal, uh, and, and they're not going to... This is where, again, I doubt that they'll even do that. Well, I'm going to go back to about $1,600 uh, uh, trucks a year, maybe, to, or actually, was it a year or a month? Let me go back and see. Um, okay. They planned... This is back in uh, December. They said they were going to produce about 1,600 Ford F-150 Lightnings a week at that city or facility. And I doubt they'll even do that. The reason I say that, I don't know that to be true. I'm just looking at it going, hang on, Ford. You already have a bunch of trucks, electric trucks, sitting around doing nothing. You've produced a bunch of trucks, and they're not moving. They're just sitting there in a lot, not going anywhere. Why would you want to fill that lot up even more? The only answer I can think of is because they're getting subsidies from the government to do it. That can't be it because... They're losing money like crazy. Even with the heavy subsidies, they're losing money like crazy. In May of 2021, Biden met with Ford executives to promote the Ford F-150 Lightning as part of his administrative green energy goals. Uh, and, well, here we are today. Uh, executives say they're hiring about 900 workers in Michigan to produce the traditional gas-powered cars. Ford cuts to EV productions are yet another problem with the Biden administration, the story said. And it goes on from there. You get the idea. Now, another one on here. Uh, utilities ask customers to conserve energy during winter cold snap. Why would they have to do that? Texas wasn't alone, the story says, in calls for people to conserve energy. Utilities in the Pacific Northwest had energy shortages. That big cold snap. So Minnesota, you know, places east of us, right? They're still going through a big winter cold snap. And remember how bad it was for us. We had some overnight, some negative numbers. Well, they got even more negative in their area east of us. It was bad. And part of the problem was reliable energy because if we just simply had more reliable energy, you know, like coal Things would have been a lot warmer. During the past week, cold weather utilities across the country asked customers to reduce energy consumption to avoid blackouts. 
while inclement weather harm the infrastructure, power outages, and so on. Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which oversees the state's electric grid, issued warnings Monday, last Monday. This morning, to avoid energy... Well, I'm about to read the warning. You get the idea. But once again, all we have to do... We can produce this energy anytime we want. How many... I have to look it up. How many coal-fired power plants have we taken offline? Bring them back. How many natural gas plants have we taken offline? Not switched over, but taken offline. Bring them back. That would certainly help the problem right there. Instead of weakening the grid. Because remember, the Biden administration wanted to get rid of coal and natural gas. This has been weakening our energy supply. Bring them back. We need reliable energy supply during these times. And more times like this are going to happen. We get into the summertime. Now we're going to have a problem with heat. And once again, there's that reliability issue because just like wind turbines have a hard time turning when it gets that cold, if they turn at all, when it gets too hot, they're not turning either. So there's where we need that reliable energy. So to have energy companies in the United States across the country, please, please, if you would, would you please just not use so much electricity during this cold snap because uh, we don't know if we can supply it to you. That tells you everything that you need to know about America's energy transition into what they told you was going to be reliable and affordable energy, but it's not. All right, coming up on 8.30. We roll into 8.30. It's news time. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Then I got a nice long segment of open phones. So triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. That'd be fine by me. Twenty cup one. With Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 636 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So, some media outlets having problems. Now, some of this is because of wokeism. Some of it is not. But let's start with the first one here. Publisher of Sports Illustrated lays off magazine's entire staff. Well, I got to read that again because that's really scary. Publisher of Sports Illustrated lays off magazine's entire staff. What do they do now? Story says a licensed group that owns Sports Magazine has terminated its agreement with the Arena Group to continue publishing the magazine three weeks after Arena missed its $2.8 million payment, a deficit. Well, the magazine's licensing deal, I mean, they're supposed to pay that, but they're not making the money for it. So they bought the company back in 2019 for $10 million. 
If it continues publishing, the magazine will turn 70 years old this August. A lot of you guys grew up with that. And a lot of you guys could not wait till the swimsuit issue came out. And email announced the decision in part were nullified by other brands. And a lot of these brands are just online brands as well. This part of it does go to a lot of the reason why newspapers are not around so much anymore. And it's because people are reading stuff off their phones now. It's just the audience is shifting to a different place. So that is part of it. But that's not the only reason why. Uh, there's been things that Sports Illustrated has done in its magazine to be woke and politically correct, which has also hurt readership over time as well. Not just online, but in the actual magazine form. So, okay, they've been missing payments. So I don't know if you're going to get another Sports Illustrated or not. They're having problems right now. Check it, I'm going to put that into two parts. One you got to switch to an online format. I mean, you can still put the actual paper magazine out. Some people will still like that. But you also got to switch to an online format that actually works. And I know they do have that, but one that actually works. Second, don't upset your audience. Know who your audience is. Don't start doing things to be woke or politically correct. You'll lose more audience. And at that point, they couldn't afford to do it. All right, next one. Newspaper this time. L.A. Times. Their union staged a walkout to protest substantial layoffs. So the company has to lay off a bunch of writers, and the union says, you can't do that, so we're walking. Well, here's the problem that the union, of course, the union never really does understand how business works. Hey, union, if they kept those employees, the whole company would go out of business. So you guys want to keep your jobs in the union? The story says the Times disclosed Thursday that substantial layoffs were coming due to widening budget deficits at the newspaper. The one-day strike represents the newsroom's first union-organized work stoppage in its 142-year history. Management has not publicly disclosed the number of newsroom positions that will be eliminated, but knowledgeable people said they plan to lay off about 100 journalists or about 20% of the newsroom the proposed layoffs will mark the third round of cuts since June when more than 70 positions or about 13% of the newsrooms were trimmed. Now, I think another part of this is because it's so easy to start a publication online. Let's just say for the fun of it, you lived in, here I am in Wyoming, so you lived in some Wyoming town and you noticed the town didn't really have anything for news media of any kind. You didn't have a radio station, you didn't have a television station, you don't have a newspaper, you want to start one? You can. Now, in the old days, you would have had to get a hold of a printing press. If you want to broadcast, you're going to have to get all of that together, the broadcast equipment. This is a lot of money to get all of this started. Today, hell, you can do it off of your phone. Oh, sure, you can open up a laptop or a desktop computer, but all you got to do is come up with content and post it and then find a way to monetize that. That's it. It's so easy today. And you don't need big offices for this. There's several news organizations around, even where I'm at, that if you go take a look at their home office, it's not much. The uh, let, Let's go take a look at the Casper Star Tribune. They, they used to have this huge building 
including a printing press inside. They sold that. They went to a much smaller office, which is, I would say, about the size of maybe a two-bedroom house um, with with garage. You know, that's about the size of their current Casper Star Tribune office. Uh, another one, Oil City News, same thing. They have a nice, attractive little storefront that they're in, really. It's very attractive what they've done there, but there's not much to it. And if you go around the state and look at different newsrooms, you find out that they're very small these days because you don't need a whole lot to operate out of them. You used to need these massive buildings. You don't anymore. So I think that's another part of it. So, okay, New York Times is having the same problem too, by the way, but they haven't had – well, they did layoffs a while ago. All right, so let's see. Another one. Almost 500 fewer lousy TV shows aired last year. This, I thought, was an interesting article. The far-left Hollywood reporter, it says, blames the writers and actors strike. But that doesn't make much sense. The writers' strike was launched in May 2023. The actors' strike was launched in July 2023. And granted, television is more immediate timing than movies, but really doubtful that the strikes that were launched had much effect, considering the timing of it all. The primary reason, this author says, for this 21% cutback in studios looking to cut costs for TV stations and so on, well, it's just a lot of dying customer base. And that would be the number. How many of you, I don't really pay for all of this. How many of you out there when it comes to your television and Internet usage, how much money do you want to pay for this? Yeah, so they're they're having to find some kind of a business model for this, and there's a lot of airtime to fill on all of these different networks and content and so on. But also, people tend to just step away from content they don't like. There's been, I don't watch a lot of TV, but there's been a few television shows that I thought, oh, that looked interesting, and I start to watch it and go, are you kidding me? And I just said, forget it. And in the, with today's ratings, it used to be in order to get ratings, they would have to survey people, call them, send them a survey book, you know, have them fill it out. Now, when you click on something, they know that you clicked on it. And if you go away, they know that you went away. And there have been several programs I thought, well, this is a TV series. It looks like something I might like. I start watching it. And the content of it, I end up just going, you've got to be kidding me. And I forget it. And I just go somewhere else. And they can tell that I clicked off in the middle of the show or even the beginning of the show. Forget it. And a lot of people across the country have done that. And that has to do with a lot of content as well because the content is just not something that's really satisfying American people right now. So a lot of uh, television shows out there that you looked at and thought, what the hell are they trying to put out here? Well, don't worry. A lot of those programs went away because people like you just said, I'm not watching that garbage. My back hurts from carrying the weight of being my mom's most badass child. Want to talk to Glenn? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 848 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Cambino is waiting by. So I just came across something, Frank, which I didn't know they'd do, but it's got to be part of an endorsement. Let's go back to the television show Bonanza. 
Yes. What time? What, what year was it? On 70s. There? 60s. 70s, anyway. 70s, yeah. Some local business. Warren Green, wasn't he in that one? <clears throat> yes, it was, yeah. So uh, somebody decided, a local restaurant, to put, since it was a popular television show, to put up their Bonanza menu at their restaurant. Okay. So this is... And this is not the Bonanza restaurant. No, but it is a Bonanza menu. Okay. And there's pictures of the boys sitting down to eat steaks. Yeah. Right? Okay. So let me see. This is Bonanza prices back then. Let me let me ask uh, the question here. I'll ask uh, Google. When did the TV show Bonanza air? And it says, oh, September twelfth, nineteen fifty nine to nineteen seventy three. That's a long running yeah, series. Yeah, it is. You don't see that very much anymore. Yeah, fourteen seasons, four hundred forty episodes. Okay. Okay. So these are prices from back then. T Bone Steak. $2.79. It's probably a lot of money then. Uh, yes. Uh, one half ounce. That's a 15 and a half ounce. Steel, by the way. Eight, I can't, how do you eat all that? Uh, eight and a half ounce strip steak, one seventy nine. Six ounce ribeye. Now you get more into my territory. Yeah. $1.39. To have it made for you at a restaurant. Plus, plus tax, which is yes. what? Three cents. Yes. Uh, let me see. Eight ounce chopped sirloin, $1.19. If you want the seafood platter, which I don't know what? why you would if you're eating the off the bonanza menu. In the middle of in the middle of a ranch. Yeah, right? that's a dollar fifty nine. Shrimp dinner, dollar fifty nine. Chuck wagon chicken. Well, there you uh, go. Dollar fifty nine. Quarter pound bonanza burger plate. Seventy nine cents. With fries. Yes. And a soda. Uh roast beef platter, ninety nine cents, roast huh. beef sandwich, sixty nine cents. Business lunch daily, 99 cents. All dinners come with salad. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you're, oh, pastries for dessert and something to drink. Well, so do you, you can't go wrong. No, you certainly can't. But those days are long, long gone. gone. I want to take the money that I'm earning today and go back then. Yes. I'll be stinking rich. You will, but what would you be driving? So, of course. Uh, you can, yeah, there's the thing. You, you can go back, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie, but there's, I'll, I'll think back of it while you're doing sports, but there's a movie where this kid uh, ends up purposely wrecking his car because he was told to or he'd get beaten up. And uh, his father's yelling at him, you destroyed a $3,000 sports car? I mean, Frank, ah. back then. All right, in the National Football League playoffs, the season did come to an end for the Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen. Kansas City beat them again, 27-24. In Buffalo, no less, Bills kicker Tyler Bass missed a 44-yard field goal with a buck 43 to go. It was like the 1991 Super Bowl all over again when Bills kicker Scott Norwood missed wide right against the New York Giants. It happened all over again. Allen, for his part, 26 of 39 for 186 yards and a touchdown with 72 yards rushing and two TDs. The Bills, however, managed just seven points in the second half and a 16-play drive late in the game produced nothing. Plus, Buffalo is lucky big time on a couple of plays in the second half. One, where Kansas City fumbled the ball through the end zone from the one-yard line, giving the Bills the ball back on a touchback. And the other, the Bills actually recovering a Josh Allen fumble late in the fourth quarter when the ball was surrounded by Chiefs players. So make that three straight losses for the Bills in the divisional round of the playoffs and three straight losses to the Chiefs in the playoffs. It could be a long winner for those Buffalo players. Kansas City in the AFC Championship game for the sixth consecutive year. They'll play at Baltimore on Sunday at 1 p.m. The NFC Championship game on Sunday will feature San Francisco host 
hosting Detroit. The 49ers beat Green Bay on Saturday with a late touchdown. Detroit survived Tampa Bay as the Lions will be in the NFC Championship game since 1991. First time since 1991. Men's College Hoops and Wyoming Cowboys turned in their best effort of the year. They beat Nevada and Laramie 98-93 to get to 3-2 and in Mountain West play. 10-8 and overall. Nevada left Laramie with a record of 15-4 and overall. 2-3 and in league play and watched the Bokes to shoot the lights out. 57% from the floor. That's astounding and connected on 13 three-pointers. Sam Griffin at 26 for UW with 7 assists. That's what the Cowboys are capable of. Now, the question is whether how often they can do that kind of thing. They'll be at San Diego State tomorrow night. Wyman Cowgirls with a fantastic win over Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Laramie 67-63. Melanie Malima with a career-high 25 points. She nailed 7 three-pointers on 13 attempts. That's unconscious shooting. UW score outscored CSU 24-13 in the fourth quarter to improve the 5-1 in Mountain West play. 10-7 overall. The Rams are 12-5 overall. 3-3 in league play. And the Cowgirls will be at home on Wednesday in Laramie to take on the Air Force. And that's it in sports. Okay, so I looked it up here. The movie was The Legend of Billy Jack. And in the movie, Billy Jack turns to this really just obnoxious punk rich kid Mm -hmm. and tells him, you drive your brand new Corvette that daddy bought him into the lake or I beat you up. Your choice. The kid chooses to drive the brand new Corvette into the lake. Daddy yells at him, you drove a $3,000 sports car into a lake? Yep. Yeah. Back then, that was huge money. Huge money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to take what I make now. I want to go, go back, back then. then. Buy a brand new Corvette would be like pff, nothing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. And we're in open phone. So triple eight ninety seven Woods phone. 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, okay, Trump supporters, I know you're still rejoicing out there. Two left in the race. Trump and Nikki Haley. We'll see what happens from here. I, I don't know yet. we got to wait and see. For those who think it's in the bag, I've been saying all morning long, remember, it's never done until he accepts the nomination. Until then, he doesn't have the nomination. Because in this weird world we live in, you never know what's going to happen. Today's show is sponsored by Universal Socks. They'll fit either foot. No more days of wearing two left socks. I hate when that happens. It just feels so awkward walking all day long. All right, so I do have one more. This just came over while you guys were listening to that news and information break. A really interesting update on net zero. And remember... The governor, where I'm at here in Wyoming, the governor of Wyoming wants not just net and zero, but net negative. He wants below net zero. Is it even worth it? Hang on. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. 
Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Yeah, okay, so as you know, Governor Mark Gordon here in Wyoming has said that he was even at Harvard University when he said this. He doesn't want just net zero. He wants to go net negative. So less than net zero as far as CO2 emissions, right? And he's for carbon sequestration and stuff like that. So the story that I have in front of me says the idea is simple. If excessive CO2 emissions are changing the atmosphere, well, then we need to go net zero to save the planet. In fact, I wonder... Pardon me while I take a quick look over here because I had something that Al Gore had said and I think I might have gotten rid of it. Yeah, I think I did. So Al Gore had said that if we can get to net zero, well, then the whole climate just, I mean, it, it goes right back to where we want it to be within like three years or so. He actually said that just recently. All right, well, more than 140 countries including China, United States, India, European Union, have set net zero targets. At the same time, though, these countries, except for the U.S., are using more coal and natural gas and so on, petroleum products, than ever before. They're not reducing their carbon footprint. They're increasing it dramatically. So they're saying we are net zero or we're going to achieve net zero by this date, but they're not working toward it. Get a load of this. Climate change committee here. Climate chief admits net zero. Insufficient data to support it. Britain's climate watchdog has privately admitted that a number of its key... Now, these are the people who are in favor of net zero, okay? In favor of it. Quietly admitted that a number of key net zero recommendations have relied on insufficient data... Sir Chris, I can't even pronounce his last or middle name, Smith. Sir, so Sir Smith, we'll call him, who led a recent Royal Society study on the future of energy supply, said the Climate Change Committee. Well, they're only they only looked at a single year of data to show the number of windy days in a year and made pronouncements and so on. They didn't look a whole. They didn't look at a whole lot of data. To find out if the wind, think about that. There's, this data was to set up wind turbines, right? Primarily. They looked at a tiny bit of data to figure out if they had enough wind to do that. And then, and, and you know, we're talking the UK here. So there's not a whole lot of sunshine in the UK compared to everywhere else. I mean, they have a lot of cloudy days. They didn't take all enough data, basically a year's worth of data, to figure out if they can go solar or not. They didn't collect enough data. Quote, they have concluded privately that it was a mistake. In contrast, the Royal Society Review estimated 37 years worth of weather data would be needed at least. Last week, this professor and former director of energy research at Oxford University said in the remarks that he was referring to, made also made by other people that he works with, that the committee's problem is they didn't collect enough data to figure out if they could even achieve net zero or what net zero would do if they did achieve it. 
In its response to further questions from this newspaper, the body admitted that its original recommendations in a 2019 meeting about the feasibility of meeting net zero by 2050 were based on just one year's worth of data. And you're going to need a whole lot more data than that to figure out not only can you achieve it, but if you do achieve it, what happens? What actually happens? The cost for California's high-speed rail project, let me use that as an example, $10 billion in 2008 has risen sharply, as you know, to $128 billion, And they're never going to achieve high-speed rail, really. Now, the reason I bring that up is because in California, they did a tiny little study to figure out if high-speed rail was feasible. And they never actually included enough data to make the decision. The, the decision was made on very little data. And you see what we have. They've spent outrageous amounts of money on something that's never going to be high-speed rail. And they still have barely even started uh, producing the product, right? Okay. So let's go back to net zero. We're supposed to put up all this wind, all of this solar. And they did all of this on one year's worth of data, which is nowhere near enough to even decide, can they achieve net zero? If they can, what does that actually do? Now, let's come back here to the state of Wyoming where Governor Gordon wants not just net zero, but negative. He wants negative, below net zero. Question number one is, can you even achieve it? And a lot of what he wants to do to achieve it is to do it through carbon sequestration. And also grabbing CO2 out of thin air in cooperation with a company in California, uh, California uh, Colorado, to where they would actually have these facilities that would just suck CO2 out of the air. Even if they could achieve net zero, can they then go negative CO2 emissions? They don't even know if they can because they don't have enough data to figure out if they can achieve this. And if they do achieve it, they don't have any data to show what the outcome will actually be. You see the problem. Not just for officials in the UK, but for folks here in Wyoming. Now, the beauty of what I just read to you is, is not that, that's not my opinion. That's not people who are opposed to fighting climate change or whatever. That's from the people who are fighting climate change. What I just read to you are from the people who are fighting climate change. They finally came out and admitted that they never really did their homework on this one. Yet they still want to push on with it. Um, can I have a turkey and cheese sandwich? Hey, Frank, cut the bird's titties off make it do a somersault. You want me on that? Uh, yeah. Make it racist. Please don't. Put the camera on silent. Juggle it. What? Nothing. You want oil and vinegar? I get it. Down, down, left, right, left, right. Got a Chico. <laughs> Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine twenty one is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. So triple eight ninety seven was the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Morning, Tim. Tim says we already have the ability to get CO two out of the air. It's called trees. Yeah, you see, the problem there though is now the cult of climate change is telling us that trees, when they die, release their CO two. So we have to bury the trees. 
Yeah. Micah is in Cheyenne. Morning, Micah. Good morning. Yes. Um, I was rather interested to hear that Ron DeSantis dropped out. Mm-hmm. But you know what's going to happen now? If we truly just have Trump and um, Nikki running, and I don't know who the Democrats are going to have, but especially, though, just for our side, can you imagine the voter fraud that's going to go on now? Uh, (laughs) And all the Democrats who are going to switch over to be Republicans to vote for Nikki? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I heard something in one of his update, morning updates from Sean Hannity here that apparently in one state, a bunch of Democrats have already switched parties for the primary. Oh, I'm sure uh, they have. Yeah. This is going to be crazy. And, you know, she had had stated not too long ago, well, probably over and over again, um, you know, about the concern of of Trump's age and everything. And just this past week... um, I've had several encounters with the topic of Benjamin Franklin coming mm-hmm. up. And then they had a documentary on him on PBS the other night. Look how old that man was mm-hmm. when he was still signing, you know, really important papers. And I thought, you know, and that was back in the 1700s. And yeah. I thought, okay, you can, you can talk about Trump's mental abilities all you want. But, you know, throughout history... We have always had some old people who are amazingly acute mm-hmm. mentally. And I thought, you know, that is just such a stupid thing for her to say because you've got some people, you know, in their 30s and 40s who can't think beyond five minutes. Right. So, you know, I, I think that really shines okay. kind of a sad light on, on her. I see, and, though. And when you um, just even look at him, you know, he's still looking great. He yeah. is one of those personalities. He thrived on activity. And, you know, she and Ron both, after <laughs> after all that cold weather up in Iowa and everything, mm-hmm. those two look absolutely deep. And he's still just trucking along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to get a Trump uh, Haley ticket out of this. It seems to me. Currently, the most logical thing, but you've also heard me say all morning long, but we can't predict anything. That's true. Yeah. That is true. the only thing that we can predict, though, is that yeah, the Democrats are really going to take this opportunity. Oh yeah, and the Republicans better really, really, really be diligent on what they're doing because it's going to screen volumes. You know who the Democrats are backing. Yeah. And that is a scary thought. I cannot wait to see what kind of bomb the Democrats drop on Trump next. They've tried everything else. I know. Yeah, they're dreaming of something, I'm sure. Well, you know, I think the Republicans might be smart at this point yeah. to decide who we're going to write in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in case Trump <laughs> really is not allowed yeah. to run or, you know, if... Yeah. If our selection's not that great. There, there better be some out standing American that mm. people are just really bringing to light and you know who's a name that everybody likes and I don't know who the heck that's going to be right. but we've got to get plan B too okay. <laughs> alright thank you Micah I really thought DeSantis would have done better than he did I really it surprised me that he didn't but again you can't predict anything in stuff like this alright so speaking of something that Micah just said Oregon uses artificial intelligence to flag election misinformation. 
raising fresh concerns about censorship. The story says the Oregon Secretary of State's office used artificial intelligence in 2022 to flag election fraud concerns as mis- or disinformation and may use it again this year, similar to how Arizona monitored election information. And this is already facing a lawsuit, by the way. Which I still, every time I see misinformation, one of the first things I go back to is, now remember now, the purveyors of the most misinformation came from your government and from the news media. Just go, as one of many examples, just go back to COVID. Right, the, the layers of misinformation, but then also misinformation dealing with yeah, climate change and the election. And we, we've caught them at so many just not just things they got wrong, but just flat out lies. But all right. <clears throat> Oregon flagged election information online during 2022 midterms with an AI targeting concerns regarding mail in ballots. Arizona also worked with social media companies to take down social media posts that allegedly contained election misinformation. So during the 2022 election cycle, Oregon Secretary of State at the time hired a UK artificial intelligence company for a pilot project to, quote, help provide a suite of productions to identify and disarm harmful information online as it relates to the election. Again, mis or dis or malinformation or MDM, as they like to call it. Oregon State Representative provided uh, documents he received from the Secretary of State's office for the public record request. The company, Logically AI is what they're called, sent reports to the Oregon Secretary of State regarding their narratives found online, including during the 2022 election. So they called misinformation things like Mail-in ballots are used to commit voter fraud election in Oregon. Well, we did find that, actually. Uh, Future elections can't be trusted due to fraudulent 2020 elections. And voter, which we found out that was true in some areas, too. And voter fraud election fraud has been happening in Oregon for decades. That's actually true. That was happening, too. But they flagged that as misinformation. Okay. Well, hang in there, folks. It's going to get weird. Wild transplant. Hello. Well, as far as the Democrats playing shenanigans, there's already a lot of people that figure that uh, what happened is that uh, the Democrats saw the polling that Ron DeSantis was having because he did have really good polling just before Trump got all these charges slammed against him. Yeah. And they there's a lot of people. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. This is the, the supposition from some pretty... Pretty influential people saying that basically they started hammering him on these things because they knew that a lot of people would run to support him. And yeah. you watch the polls, and that really is kind of what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's that, when DeSantis fell out of favor. That's why I was thinking earlier that you know the more they beat on Trump, you know, they the establishment, including media, the more support Trump got. They circled. Exactly. Yeah, people circled the wagons around. So, all right, I got to run they the did. news time. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. That'd be local news. Right after local news update on the weather forecast. Then you and I again. Tony and Cheyenne Glenn for president? No, please. No, I don't want any part of that. I have, I, look, I am mentally stable because I do this for a living, but I appreciate it. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
West Wind. He's talking to himself in a padded room. And you should be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six at the time. So, Mike from Leeds, South Dakota. What do you mean? Get weird? It's way past that. That's true. Speaking of the elections and so on. Well, okay. I was thinking about this a lot over the past few months. I've been thinking about this little bits and pieces. But after today and DeSantis dropping out, I'm thinking quite a bit more. So let's take a look now at what we have uh, on the Democrat side. Yeah, Biden is running, and he does have two people running against him, but can you name them? Of course not. So then we have Trump and Nikki Haley on the Republican side. And again, we don't know what's going to happen until it's done. I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion, but you know what? how life is like, so that's never a foregone conclusion, but we'll see what happens when it's all done. Okay, and we probably wind up with the same race that we had last time around. So let's go back a bit. Let's go back to when Obama was running for president and how the media gushed over the guy. In fact, I remember, I forget what magazine it was. I want to say it was Ms. Magazine or something like that. But they did a cover story on Michelle Obama, why she loves him. That was the cover story. Then they did a cover story on Barbara Bush. It was a Barbara Bush, but... George W.'s wife. And, boy, they just ripped her apart. I mean, and now I'm trying to stop and think, am I thinking of the right people here? It's been a while. But you know what I mean. It was not the same article. It was a rip-apart article. They just gushed over Obama. Lord, did they. And anyone at any opposition, just all the media, what they said, what they wrote about him. And you can see they do the same thing with Trump. So I'm trying to figure out, and I know I'm not going to, we're just going to have to wait and see. What do they try next? They tried accusing him of everything, including being a Nazi. I mean, they're trying to make everything stick, including being a Nazi. So they're trying to fight him on every front there. They've tried suing him over anything they can think of. They've tried pressing criminal charges and even pull him from the ballot. This is where I have to agree with our friend Wild Transplant in Cheyenne. She and I were thinking the same thing on this. And and then wonder, what are they going to pull next? But they really are trying to uh, pull out all of the stops on Trump. And you got to sit back and wonder, what are they going to do next? Because nothing so far has worked. But the more they attack Trump, the more Republicans circle the wagons around him. I'm even thinking some people who were looking at perhaps voting for DeSantis, this is where I agree with our friend in Cheyenne, the more that DeSantis gained votes, I mean, it seemed fine, he actually may have had a chance in the very beginning, but the more they attacked Trump, the fewer votes DeSantis or Nikki Haley got. Because I think people are just sick of it and they're circling the wagons. So... What do they try to drop on Trump next? Now, let your imagination run wild with that, and I guarantee you, you have not come up with everything yet. In the back rooms of the news media outlets across the country, 
the editors and writers are sitting around brainstorming, trying to come up with something. And as you've seen in the past, who cares if it's true or not? It might be something true that they bombshell. It might not be. And I don't think they care. And when it comes to the Democrat Party, you know, they're going to do exactly the same thing. And I don't think they care. And if you're thinking, well, you know, the, those are Democrats for you, you know. I mean, we're talking news media or government. And, and then, of course, the bureaucracy will do the same thing. But don't forget there's a Republican Party, too. And there's those in the Republican Party who do not want Trump on the ticket. They're the old guard Republicans. And they do not want Trump on the ticket. So what do they do? Who do they collude with? This is what I meant by, is this going to get weird? But Mike from Lead, what do you mean? It's already gotten weird. Yeah, but it's going to get weirder. Because at this point, they're in panic mode. Trump was not supposed to have gotten this far. He was supposed to be a done deal by now. And yet here he is. Love him or hate him, here he is. And I think in part he's here because of all of the attacks. People have just had enough. They're sick of seeing it. They don't trust not just news media, social media as well. And they're just kind of done with it. So what do you think they'll do next? Kind of let your imagination run wild. And again, no, no matter how bad you think it could be, no matter what you can dream up, they're going to come up with something that you and I didn't expect. So let's see. I'll set the date on this. Let's start the clock. It's 9.42. The date is 1-22-2024. So at this point, I'm thinking between now and I can say primary when Trump, you know, if he accepts the nomination or not, however that works out, they're going to come up with something big. If they don't come up with something big then, then they're going to come up with – they might come up with something big then in something even bigger – after he accepts the nomination. But they're going to have to come up with something. They're in panic mode. Now, if you want to watch funny, and I might have some cuts for you tomorrow. We'll see how they come up with. I'll go ahead and try to you know, monitor a little. I can't do too much because I get sick in the head watching. MSNBC and CNN. To see what they come up with. Because, you know, they're in panic mode right now. And so they've got to go crazy. And they, trust me, already are. This is how you know you've been married too long. So my husband makes me my coffee today, right? And as he's walking out the front door to go to work, he like winks at me. I have literally never been so scared to drink anything in my entire life. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. You asked for an expert. We didn't have the budget for that. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekend 6 to 10 a.m. and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Nine forty-eight is the time. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Miss Mary and I are renegotiating our contracts. You might want to get in on this. Frank. Well, because I don't have one, it's so but I, I can be your arbitrator. No, I think you want in on this. We've decided. First off, we need someone to come here in the morning and cook us breakfast. Well, that was always Mary's job. Yeah, that, and and then no, 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 she goes and gets us breakfast. No, 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 she, she cooks waffles before. She, oh, true, she has cooked us. And waffles all that waffle before, yeah. stuff is downstairs. Uh, no, but see, Miss Mary's busy. What? Yeah, she is. Believe it or not. <laughs> 
and uh, she, well, busy-ish. But she, but no, uh, we, we want someone to come here and, and make us breakfast. I think we've earned this, Frank. And also, we would like some freshly ground coffee in the morning. That's Mary's job. Oh, that's Mary's job. Okay. Does she know she have all of these jobs? Because she hasn't been really She's doing multi-talented. Them. Yeah, she, well, I know she's multi-talented, but she's not always capable of multitasking. She's tired in the morning. Have you seen her? Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, so, I'll, give, I'll give her a break on that one. Yeah, we're all like, oh, okay. Trying to hook us up here, Frank, with okay, some really okay, good well, stuff right, here. Right, well, then, then, so Mary needs, like, another Mary, basically. Oh, hey. Basically, that's a great idea. It's a, okay, so if Mary could have an assistant Mary. Yeah. Okay. So on that level, yes. have Mary hire another Mary. Okay. Now, I or one at least time located because she knows exactly the ins and outs of I I read an Onion news article some time ago which I thought was hysterical. This guy decided his to outsource his job to <laughs> India. The company didn't do it. Oh, he did. He outsourced his job to India so he could go home and goof off while he paid this guy a dollar a day to do his work. The guy That's in, brilliant. But the guy in India realized that there's people in other countries that will work for less than that. So he outsourced it again. <laughs> <laughs> and this went like three levels down. The boss there at the job site realized that when he found out what was going on, it's okay as long as all the work gets done. That's the pyramid scheme of all time, I that think. That really right? is. So now we could get a guy, although he would probably have a heavy Indian accent, to do your job, and you could just sit home and take the rest of the time off. Right. It, it, why, you know, AI is coming anyway. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. We, AI is coming, and you'll just be able to, you know, Frank, we don't have long left. No, no, we don't. All right, in men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys turned in their best effort of the season. They beat Nevada and Laramie on Saturday, 98-93. So they're three up and two down. The Mountain was playing 10-8 and eight overall. Nevada left Laramie with a record of 15-4, and four, but they're 2-3 and three in league play. And watch the Cowboys just they were white hot shooting the basketball. They shot an astounding 57% from the floor and connected on 13-3. Sam Griffin with 26 for UW with seven assists. That's what the Cowboys are capable of, whether they can do that every game and be consistent, that's another question. They'll be at San Diego State tomorrow night. Wyoming Cowgirls with a fantastic win over Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Laramie, beating the Rams 67-63. Melanie Melama had a 25-point game that is a career high. Seven three-pointers on 13 attempts, that's tremendous shooting. UW outscored CSU 24-13 in the fourth quarter to improve the 5-1 and one amount West Plain. 10-7 and seven overall. The Rams are 12-5 and five overall, 3-3 three and three in Lake Plain. And the Cowgirls will be at home on Wednesday night Laramie to beat the Air Force. National Football League playoffs, the season came to an end for the Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen as Kansas City beat them again. 27-24 in the playoffs, in Buffalo no less. Bills kicker Tyler Bass missed a 44-yard field goal with 143 to go. It was like 1991 all over again for the Bills when their kicker Scott Norwood, Norwood missed a late field goal in their Super Bowl loss to the New York Giants, known as the wide right game. Allen was 26-39 of 39 for 186 yards and a touchdown with 72 yards rushing and two TDs. The Bills managed just seven points in the second half, did not have one offensive play over over 20 yards, had a 16-play drive on their last possession that produced nothing. Plus, Buffalo was uh, big-time lucky on a couple of plays in the second half. One where Kansas City fumbled the ball right through the end zone and out of bounds from the one-yard line, giving the Bills uh, the ball back on a touchback. And that that was after the Bills had a fake punt that failed. 
The other was uh, the Bills actually recovering a Josh Allen fumble in the fourth quarter when the ball was surrounded by Chiefs players. Make it three straight losses for the Bills in the divisional round of the playoffs and three straight losses to the Chiefs in the playoffs. It's going to be a long winter and spring for those Buffalo guys. Kansas City's in the AFC Championship game for the sixth consecutive year. They'll play at Baltimore on Sunday at 1 p.m. The NFC Championship game will feature San Francisco hosting Detroit. The 49ers beat Screen Bay on Saturday with a late TD. And Detroit survived Tampa Bay as the Lions will be in the NFC Championship since 1991. This is in sports. So how does Josh Allen take it when things don't go his he way? He just fa- he said, this is what he said, losing sucks. Yeah. Losing at home sucks. Okay. He was not happy. Okay. So when That's the, what it is. It's, I bet you it will be after the... Give them some time off to rest and recuperate. Then after the Super Bowl, those guys get together and start whatever they need to do to get ready for next year. Yeah, they, they, it's probably like they, they have summer workouts here and, and, and formally in the spring, you know, yeah. but this is going to be a long okay. winter and spring for those guys. All right. Long. Thank you, Frank. Hey, by the way, if you haven't heard, I-80 between Laramie and Rollins is closed due to hazardous materials. Why does not specifying what, but just so you know, I-80 between Laramie and Rollins closed due to hazardous materials spill on the road. Let's wake up my own.